0: Oh, oh. I'm back! I am back! I am
1: back! I'm back! What's up, boys? <laughs> what up? Mad Handle Podcast. First episode of the 2021 season. How are we doing? How are we feeling?
2: Feeling good. Excited. Basketball's
0: back, baby. Let's go. Feeling it.
1: Charlie, you pumped or what?
0: I'm ready, man. I've been on, I've been on League Pass every night. My wife's about to divorce me. I'm up at 11. <laughs> I'm up at 11, 12 at night watching late night Phoenix Suns basketball.
1: What's the situation? <laughs> Oh, boy. Easy, how about you? Have you been taking advantage of leak Pass or what? I love it. I love it, man. Even, like, the next day
2: because I don't really work anymore. So I just watched the game re- recap. <laughs> Wonderful.
1: I'm a huge fan of not cutting the commercial and just, like, having the camera on the court, just, like, watching the dumb shit that goes on. It's pretty funny.
2: And it's funny because it's not, like, T-shirt cannons and all the other shit
0: that you're used to seeing.
1: Yeah, they, they, they switched it up.
0: Yeah, I was yeah. about to say it's pretty cool to see the arenas and non-fan attendance and see what each of them are doing. A couple of them have, like, <laughs> lowered the championship banners to right by the court, which is kind of cool.
1: That is actually pretty cool. Uh, but, boys, our New York Knickerbockers. Let's start it off in the Eastern Conference. Let's talk about our Knicks. We're on a fucking roll right now. This team's playing tough. Easy, what are your thoughts on this early season start? The best team in the
2: fucking city, baby. Let's go.
1: Fuck Brooklyn.
2: Dude, better record. That's it. Check the yeah. standings, bro. That's all I got to say.
1: So you're taking it. You're Already we're talking about we're bringing the Nets into the conversation.
2: No, I just love it because the Nets are on in the background, and I just want to shit on them because why not? Because – yeah. But – Dude, I, I have to – it's very early, but I was like, all right, yeah, we got Coach Tibbs. Like, cool. Dude, he has ch- made these guys play way harder. There's such a difference from the last year to this year as far as just like it's competitive.
1: There's definitely a difference between like the Fisdale Knicks and the Thibodeau Knicks. Oh, yeah. Charlie, what what are your thoughts on – uh? On the four and three, Knicks.
0: Oof, man, I don't even know where to begin. I've been waiting for, like, a a good minute to talk about this. First, (laughs) Tibbs. Tibbs is performing right now. I mean, they're prepared. The defense looks really good. They're coming in with a game plan every single night. They're learning how to win, how to close out games. Even last night against the Hawks, if you think about it, the Knicks were down 15 points in the third quarter, turned yeah. it around, closed out that game, and won. Fisdale's Knicks, they would have closed up. They would have lost by 40. They wouldn't have even made it a contest. <laughs> You can see the fight. You can see the edge that they're playing with. When we talk about building a culture, and and obviously everybody talked about the nets and the culture they built, the Knicks are building that. They're building something that people are going to want to be a part of. And I think that's critical for this team when they're forming an identity. If they can form an identity as an edgy, tough, physical, and can shoot, which historically in the last couple of seasons they haven't been able to, I think they're going to be really, really, really surprising to a lot of people who wrote them off again this year.
1: I agree. Um, You know, I like your point about like, you know, this gritty team. I mean, that's like New York basketball, right? Like when you think of the Knicks and like how you want them to play, it's always like, you know, the garden just goes bananas when that defense chant starts, you know, like that's what we're about. We just want a good defensive team that plays tough, And like you said, hits their shots, which they're doing right now. But I did want to mention just one guy. And there's a lot of people to talk about. But IQ, quickly, from Kentucky, just taking over. Love him. Super confident. Love that floater. And, like, he just feels like he can be that next great New York guard. I know it's early. I might be getting ahead of myself. But, Charlie, what are your thoughts on quickly? The
0: Kentucky connection, baby. I love it. (laughs) look obviously there was an inside knowledge on this guy uh, with with the Kenny coming over for me for being the assistant coach he had a really good opportunity the last couple years at Kentucky to work with him this guy was player of the year in the SEC as I said on one of our previous podcasts The SEC historically has not been a good basketball conference but if you look at who they've actually put out in the last few years Colin Sexton IQ himself a couple of others obviously Kentucky putting out tons it's a good basketball conference now he's turning into a really really good player he played the entire fourth quarter last night Alfred Payton sat on the bench that's the starting point guard (laughs) I like he rode with him right yeah and Tibbs is is Tibbs obviously has the confidence in him which for rookies is critical in their development this guy's getting a lot of looks a lot of minutes I like it I like the fact that he can shoot the three it makes teams keep him honest on the defensive end so it's a good look for the Knicks Hopefully we can get him more minutes, work him in with Alfred, but I still like Alfred as a starting point guard, kicking things off just to get the team in rhythm and start to set some of those initial plays and get the team going.
1: I like that. I, I do I do like starting with Alfred Payton because, like you said, he does get the team going you know, early on in a rhythm, You know, even if we're down. Uh, he, he's also He also plays really good defense, so I think he fits that starting point guard role, but iq coming off the bench and really getting things going is huge easy what are your some of your surprises here for the knicks who are you looking at um so
2: kevin knox with confidence big time i I like him just putting up shots that shot he hit going into what was it end of the third going into the fourth that three at the buzzer was sick um that's fine. Like, br- bring, like, bring him in in the second unit. Like, he's not. We thought we had like, you, you know, a foundational piece, and we still don't know. But at least he's playing and he's coming on the second unit doing his thing. I'm gonna say this because he's playing incredible right now. But hmm. I just have to like, let's just wait and see. Julius fucking LeBron James yeah. fucking Magic Randall. Johnson.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Who is this? Dude,
2: playmaking, playing D, hitting shots, sh- shooting outside—like it's
1: insane. Everything. Co- contract year. But so. hold on, exactly. So
2: this is what I. This is my, my be- uh, like, beginning of the year a typical Knicks thing. Is he is Raymond Felton in two thousand and ten, pre All Star <laughs> okay. break. Remember when he averaged twenty and ten before the All Star break, and we were like, "Holy shit, we found our point guard."
1: Yeah, that was
2: great raymona took his gun and all that other shit yeah fell off Um, big time unbelievable what a fall but (laughs) uh, dude it's funny because you start the year and everyone's like fucking release this dude already enough he's clogging the bench and then he has a couple good weeks and we're like build a statue
1: (laughs) mvp mvp (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely been my biggest surprise. But I mean, we've seen what he's been doing. So do I think he's going to play this way the whole like year? Probably not. But I do think Tibbs has, you know, this coaching staff has probably worked with him and, and gotten him to the point where, you know, he is confident. And I think confidence is, like, the big word with this team, right? Like, you see Randall have that. You see R.J. Barrett have that, which is huge. Like, he's –
2: Are you ready for this? Going out on a limb. Put your bets in now, everybody. The most improved player of the year, R.J. Barrett.
1: All right. I mean, I'm seeing it right now, right? He's super confident. But, like, to keep going with the confidence part of it, you know, like, quickly, like, the reason you like him is because he is confident, right? Like all these – Kevin Knox, he's – might not be the savior, you know, small forward, maybe just like a three and D guy, but he's shooting that three with confidence. Charlie, what are you – you know, what are some of the things that you're looking for for this team? Dude, yeah,
0: man, many points there. First off, like who are we trading Julius Randle for? What kind of picks are we getting for him? Like if right. we flipped Marcus Morris for a first round late first round pick, ultimately yep. getting quickly, Julius Randle playing at this level, you can't tell me that a a playoff team that's looking for a spark at the trade deadline is not going to come knocking and look for potential options with Julius. He's a hell of a player. He's having a great season. He lost a lot of weight, which I think has been critical for him. He's more mobile now, which I think has been better for his game. You know, Kevin Knox, too. Like, Knox finally having confidence, which has not been the case, especially last year. Guy looked really timid shooting the three guys knocking down threes when it matters now I think Austin Rivers coming back into this team now is actually going to be a really good spark for them you can already see it even last night in the Hawks game hitting threes running the court being an outlet pass for Mitch to move the ball down the court quickly I think is critical for this team uh, which will be good Alex Burks coming back from injury as well we forget about him him getting back he's playing really well I was playing really well the first couple of games of the season and then got injured, and Tibbs has been running an eight-man rotation just now working rivers in. So if we expand that out, there's a lot of different guys can get looks. The issue now is we go back to the same guys on this team who are buried on the bench who we don't know what to do with. You know who they are, French Frankie. DSJ, what are we going to do with these guys? Like they are, it's pointless to even put them out there. Now we have two point guards. We even have three. Austin Rivers can run it. We need to figure out what we're going to do and move on from these guys and figure out what it what we're going to what we're going to do.
1: I agree, but like, what do you do? Do you just cut them? Because like, we're not. I doubt we're getting anything valuable for them. Easy. What do, What are your thoughts on these two? bench riders right now i want to
2: i i've been saying for years just give him a chance just let him play but if he was good he would be playing yeah you know and it's just how many coaches how many different teams how many different point guard rotations can he not crack in the nba on a shitty team in the new york Knicks? not like he's it's behind a his a i
0: agree Tibbs has seen a ton of players. Like if he was – if he could – and Tibbs loves defense. If he could somehow service Frank especially, trust me, he'd be out there.
2: Yeah. I think it's kind of clear that he's just not that dude. Um, But, yo, Austin Rivers are quietly, like, pulling a fucking 180. I have always hated this guy. He's on the Knicks now. I love him. He's funny on social media. He's, like, he's a good, like, locker room dude. He comes in. He's playing well. I'm an Austin Rivers fan.
1: Easy like where did right. oh, he go to college? Wait, what? Easy where did you go to college? Well, he was supposed yeah. to go to you. that bum-ass school down the road. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm definitely lo- – honestly, it's the Tibbs factor, right? I' I and mean, we can't say enough like that. You could even see like during the games when he's just yelling at players and yelling at referees. It's just different like when he's doing it compared to like a Fisdale who like just never even got this team to a point where like we were like excited to watch them play basketball. But uh Charlie, any any final points on the Knicks? I know we could go all night, but I mean, we
0: really could, but I mean, really, back just to your, your point just then, I mean, how woefully unprepared were they clearly in the Fisdale era? I mean, yeah. really, like, they, it just must have been a complete clown show in there. Tibbs think, is bringing yeah. back credibility. He's bringing back an edge. I think that's critical for this team as we're building out a culture and an image of what free agents are looking for. I think it's a really good trending team in a positive direction. And I think the Tibbs hire looking back on it now, it's a home run.
1: So like, you know, it's a good point. And like, I I do want to touch on Fizdale for like another minute here. Cause like when we hired him, right. Everybody knew he wasn't this like X's and O's guy. Like he was going to be like this relationship guy that like had like all these players, like in his back pocket that (laughs) we didn't get any of them. So, uh, but you could definitely tell, like that X's and O's that Thibodeau is so good at. It's a big part of the NBA, right? Like we look prepared. It's because we are prepared. It's because our coach is prepared and he's preparing them. So, uh, easy any any points on on the Tibbs and Fizdale? Um,
2: yeah, just not basketball related, but I just got a a Tibbs what are you doing with the haircut bro the little stragglies he's had those stragglies up top he's holding on for like a decade he's had that in his hair rookie year it's terrible dude
1: dude,
2: you you're trying you're you're under the bright lights here you're at msg you're trying (laughs) to change the culture you're dressed apart bro
0: I know they also relaxed the dress code for coaches this year. You know, they don't have to wear uh, sport coats or ties anymore. That's why you see them now just rocking, like, the th- the quarter zip. But, like, maybe they institute a rule where, like, coaches can wear hats on the bench too. Like, my guy would definitely be the first to benefit from a hat.
1: <laughs> Big time. Big time. <laughs> Dude, as, as a bald man, a beautiful bald man, I got to say, just, just get rid of it, by Just like it, it, sometimes it's just not worth it, you know. You just gotta just and the funny thing is, it looks like he gels it
2: because it's like always kind (laughs) of wet looking and like matted to his head. So, like, there's
1: like a that goes into the fit. It's like, yo, what are you doing? Do you guys remember when Carlos Boozer tattooed the hair on his head? (laughs) No, the shoe polish, wasn't it shoe polish or something? Oh, it wasn't a tattoo. You're right. He like did some like his barber did some weird thing to his head, and they colored in his whole top of his head. <laughs> oh God! Oh. All right, enough of the Knicks. We're the best team in the East. We're going all the way, <laughs> just like every other year. Um, but yeah, I, I think maybe we segue. You know, after that last win against the Hawks, I think we should touch on the Hawks a little bit because. This dude, Trey Young, is rubbing everybody the wrong way. Easy, I know you were pretty vocal with your hate for him. You know Why do you hate this guy so much? Because he's walking around with pubes on his head. <laughs> You're really big into the hair, huh?
2: <laughs> it, it annoys the shit out of me. And then he's like 150 pounds. He plays like James Harden three years ago. Where he just takes every foul, expects every call, shoots from 90 feet away, bricks it front iron, because he does literally can't even shoot the ball that far. I fucking hate Trey Young. The Luca trade, I don't give a shit what anybody ever says. He may become an all-star. You're a six-foot, 170 170-pound five-point 170 guard. You're going to consistently lose in the playoffs for the rest of your career. Enjoy being the Hawks. Wow.
1: Okay, all right. I mean, I I got some points for you, but Charlie, I know you were pretty vocal about the same thing. So let's hear your take on this. Oh um, bro- <laughs>
0: man, I I too cannot I cannot stand Trey Young either. I mean, watching him last night in that game and just slink around like he does, and also too, I mean, talk about a flopper. The guy literally is flopping around like a fucking. Duck on a pond half of the time during a game, leaning into people looking for flat fouls, falling down—it's it, just ridiculous. I mean, the guy can shoot. I'll give him that. I'm torn on the Hawks. Can he
1: though? Can, can he shoot? He's shooting 33% from three, which is supposed to be a shot this year.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'll still ne he will still never live down the Steph Curry comp that the ESPN analysis gave him in the NBA draft a couple of years ago. That was absurd. Yeah. Uh, no, but no. I'm so torn on the Hawks because I'm a huge UVA fan, and DeAndre Hunter is on the Hawks, and I love DeAndre. He's playing okay this year, but otherwise, I really hate this team. The only good Hawks team was that <laughs> Al Horford team. Um, oh, you like that team? I—I I mean, I didn't like that team, but that was the last time they were good.
1: I agree. I mean, so, I, I, you know, I feel the same way you guys do about Trey Young. I mean, the dude's good, right? He's like – but he's almost averaging a double double. He's almost scoring 30 points a game. Like, he's got game for sure. But, like, easy, you mentioned it. Like, kind of like that Harden-esque. Like, they even, like, named this new foul after him, right? I don't know if you guys have been seeing this, but, like, he does that, like, run stop and then the person runs up his back and like fouls him when he's about to shoot so like yeah annoying and he does it all the time and he flop like they barely touch him and like it's just an automatic foul with the same thing with Harden when you when you put your hand in between like when he's trying to dribble and he just flops his hands up like every time yeah I mean I do it's absurd not yeah I don't like Trey Young but this team is stacked, man. Have you seen like the roster? Like this team can go places, I feel like. I mean you have Capella, you have Hunter, Bogdanovich, John Collins, you got some outside shooting from Herder. Or who I say his name. And then you got Ray John Rondo, playoff Rondo. So I mean, like, come on, you guys really don't like this team that much?
2: First round exit.
1: First round exit. Okay.
0: Not doing it for me.
1: Not doing it. He's too little. Too little. I mean, I guess. But, like, he's doing – like, he's he's putting up really good numbers. But I guess, you know, playoff series, like, that's when defense is clamped down.
2: That's all I'm saying. And they're going to hunt him on everything in the playoffs. And then they're going to be like, well, it's going to be like the Isaiah Thomas thing when he was on the Celtics. Like, oh, he scores 50. But, like, we have to, like – Hide them and do the offense defense thing every chance we get, and
1: it's a good, it's a pretty good comparison there. When when Isaiah Thomas, when he was like going like twenty and ten every game over there, yeah. Charlie, uh, any any final thoughts on 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 Trey Young, his hair, or the Hawks? I
0: did realize I do realize that the Hawks had Danilo Gallinari. Forgot about that one. Uh, Yeah. No fi- no final thoughts on the Hawks. Fuck Trey Young. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> Yes.
1: All right, why don't we flip it over to the top team in the East right now. The Knicks are going to be creeping up on them shortly, but the <laughs> Philadelphia – the Doc Rivers, Philadelphia 76ers, they're playing really good. They're playing really good defensively as well. Charlie, what are your thoughts on this team? I mean, do you see them as the number one team in the East right now? So
0: number one team in the East, right? I'm actually so happy you brought them up and I'm so happy you brought up the defense because the defense is actually playing really well. You would look at their record and you would see this illusion that they've only lost one game. They're at the top of the Eastern conference and they're playing good defense and you would think that they're good, but I'm actually going to drop a couple things on you that actually are showing that they're not playing as good as you think they are. First off, they're actually shooting Less on both field goals and three points than they were last year. Secondly, not good. Not good. Secondly, they've played the easiest schedule in the NBA thus far. Mm. Okay. So they haven't played anybody yet. And I believe they've only played five or six games thus far. So my biggest question for them is the defense is good, yes but what is the facilitating look like because they have ben simmons yes they have spacing with ben simmons and joel embiid but who's their score aside from joel embiid ben simmons cannot facilitate and score who can score and facilitate for the 76ers so, I, I
1: mean the one name that comes out to me is tobias harris right i mean exactly he's been he's playing really well right now and he's I mean Doc Rivers is his guy, right? Like until he kind of went to the Clippers, that's when he took his next step under Doc Rivers, and I feel like he's playing that same type of ball that he was with the Clippers. Easy, what are your thoughts on Tobias and the Sixers?
2: I'll always love Tobias. Um like a really fu- funny story. He he's from like Dix Hills or something. Yeah. And we had a family friend who used to play some like liu like a not liu aau like travel like league or whatever and it was on tobias harris's team and his dad is an agent so he just was like that typical pompous loudmouth dad so he kept like yelling to like encourage him and he used to yell give it to the money
1: oh nice
2: so they they come down the court tobias would set up and you'd hear him yell give it to the money
1: give it to the money (laughs)
2: Which I just think is hysterical, and he's a fucking NBA player and signed like a two hundred million dollar contract. So it's like, yeah, he's got honestly, the money now. Yeah. yeah, um, he's the key, right? He's the key to that that team. I feel like you have your your like your constants, and you know what you're gonna get from Ben. You know what you're gonna get from Embiid, um, and then Tobias is that dude. Like, listen, we paid you to be the max guy. You play like yeah. it. You know,
1: yeah. I mean, that's a it's a really good point that they didn't, pay, you know, they didn't pay him to like, even though he is like the third wheel, like they're not paying him to, you know, third wheel money here. But I mean, you did mention, you know, you said something about, you know, Ben Simmons is going to do what he does, but like, is that enough? Like, the dude can't shoot. I mean, I know he does other things really well. So like, what is he just like a glorified Draymond Green? Um, and one thing that I did want to just mention here is I did hear some rumors about a possible Ben Simmons for James Harden deal. I think that would kind of benefit both teams, actually. Charlie, what are your thoughts?
0: So that's really interesting. And I'm trying to I, – so I can totally see James Harden in Philadelphia, right? Yeah. And I can totally see him fitting in there, and I can totally see the offense – building around James Harden in Philadelphia and I think that would actually maybe make Joel and B play better knowing that James Harden is the first option and maybe Joel and B feels like a lot of times he's the first option and maybe that creates a little bit of a situation for him yeah. my question is how does Ben Simmons look in Houston where does he fit in where does he fit in with their roster and does that make Houston that much better does Houston win that trade in a one for one, or does Philly have to sweeten that deal? And what does sweetening that deal look like?
1: That's a good point,
2: Easy. What are your thoughts
1: on that trade?
2: If you see, if I'm if I'm involved in that, and I'm Daryl Morey, it's a one for one, or I'm hanging up. Like that's it. Like I'm no way I'm throwing anything else into that deal
1: for James Harden.
2: For James Harden, I okay. I know what James Harden could do. I traded for him already. He's not going anywhere. No one else is clearly waiting for him. And you have, like, a younger uh, foundational guy that you could build around in Ben Simmons who, like, all anyone's ever said was, can you imagine him on his own team?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, but, like, is he that young foundational piece, though? I mean, I I feel like the 76ers have – built quote-unquote around him over the last years and it hasn't worked out that that well so the last thing I would think Houston would want to do is build around him again
1: yeah Mm. I think that you know and and you said it before you you know like can you really build around Ben Simmons like you know you asked like how he fit with Houston the Houston Rockets and like how would he fit with John Wall any any other team that has a primary ball handler, like a, a point guard, just doesn't fit there.
2: Can, is John Wall really a guy that's going to prohibit things in, from happening in Houston, though?
1: John Wall, he's balling out right now. He's actually doing yeah. up, He's actually okay, and I no, hate
2: John Wall. Yeah. I shouldn't say that. He's playing very well right now, but the reason they traded for him was because they were able to get off Westbrook's contract and get a pick back.
1: True, but I mean, yeah, I guess you know that, that's a really good point. I don't know if I would. I guess yeah, I'm trying to think of John Wall like his game right now, like what it translates to. I, I know he's older, but like I definitely don't see like Ben Simmons as like an upgrade there. Do you, Charlie?
0: No, that's what I'm saying. Like, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm Houston, I'm telling Daryl, you got to put something else in there with Ben Simmons. Give me another player or give me a pick because I, it can't just be a one-to-one trade in my view because the return for Philly is too great. If Daryl did it in one-to-one, he would, fleece the, the, he would fleece the Rockets. You know what I mean? I just can't see them doing it one-for-one. I think that 76ers have to put in something else. And he's not going to go to the Nets. He's not going to go to the Nets. He's not going to go to the Bucks. I don't think he's going to go to the Heat. So there's there's very few options for him at this point. God forbid if he goes to the Knicks.
1: And, uh, I kind of feel like Ben Simmons – Like I think you have to think of Ben Simmons as kind of like a Draymond Green. Like he can play defense, he can rebound, he can pass. Ooh. But he's wow. just not like – does Ben Simmons finish at the rim? Like, not really. He can't shoot the three. He has no like scoring game to him. He actually seems less confident every year. It's pretty much maybe a little bit of an upgrade over Draymond. Yeah, <laughs> that sucks. But, That's anyway.
2: wow. I see. I wouldn't make that comparison. I mean, I understand where you're getting it from, but. You don't I think don't, so? I don't know. I feel I feel like he's gonna be able to do it longer than Draymond. <clears throat> like Draymond had a killer like what, what was that? Those that
0: four year run with the Warriors? Yeah. But he's clearly not that dude anymore. No,
1: he's
0: not. The thing Philly Philly should have stuck with Markel Fultz through that whole bullshit. I know think They should have stuck stuck with Markel Fultz that whole time. Just literally stuck with him. He's actually turned out to be a good player. He would be their point guard. He would be good for them. And then they could have traded Ben Simmons and gotten something for him and built in that way. And then you would have Markel Fultz as a legitimate point guard with Joel Embiid and another big scoring piece. Elton Brand, baby. The GM of the year.
1: Ellen Brand,
0: Because, like, the Magic are actually, I mean, they're not that good,
1: but they're not that
0: bad. And Markel Fultz is a highlight for them.
1: Yeah. He's definitely, uh, you know, what a, a turnaround for that guy. From, like, all those videos about making fun of, like, his shooting form and stuff and then getting hurt and having surgery. And, like, I Philly did.
0: report, Philly reporters sneaking into the gym being, like, we think he's taking foul shots today and, like, taking, <laughs> gra- taking grainy cell phone videos.
1: <laughs> oh, man, that's that's how bad it got. But, dude, that
2: itch was hideous. When he was, was shooting. Bad.
1: Yeah. we Remember
2: the tap on the way up? He would tap the ball back and forth and then shoot it.
1: Oh, so bad. It was even like worse after, like the first few months, like after he had that surgery, right? Where it was like, oh my goodness. Yep. But uh, you know, before we flip it over to the West, you guys got any other uh, early season Eastern Conference surprises, either good or bad?
2: Dude, I, I hate to say it, but fucking Brooklyn Nets, man. Durant's a beast.
1: Durant is a beast. Hasn't skipped a fucking beat. Like, have you – like, dude, he's
2: making – he's putting people on ice skates out, out there. It's like, holy shit.
1: Yeah. Do you guys think we'll ever see, like, a player like Durant again? Like, I, I don't know of a player before him that's done it like him. He's been like,
0: my favorite player to watch right now.
1: Agreed. He's silky. He is fucking silky. That's so the, smooth. One, Is the
2: Dinwiddie Dinwiddie ACL going to hurt the Nets or not? I mean, obviously it will, but I I still think they'll be – I mean, they're super deep still.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I think that they're still super deep and it shouldn't be that – I mean, Kyrie is their point guard, right? I know Dinwiddie was going to come off the bench and be that secondary guy, but they could kind of use Levert as like that guy maybe coming off the bench.
0: I was yeah. about to say, I was about to say, I think it maybe gives Levert more of an opportunity. The guy can score. Maybe it gives him more looks. Maybe he can. He can get, they can get a little bit more production from him. He's got to get more Bitcoin. Yep. <laughs> was it Spencer go. Dinwiddie trying to like barter his contract for like investment yeah. opportunities or something oh, wait, like that? I thought that was Levert because one of them made their contract like incentive-based and they wanted to be paid in Bitcoin. It's amazing. That was
1: Dinwiddie, I think.
0: Yeah, Aww. yeah, Dinwiddie's a super. Yeah, he's a super smart guy.
1: That's funny. There was a. I'm pretty sure I went to a Nick game. Me and Shiv actually went to a Nick game a couple of years back against the Nets, and there was a guy sitting in front of us in a Dinwiddie jersey. I'm pretty sure he was part of his family because he was just screaming his name the whole time, and he would keep looking at him and smiling. So, uh, here's my Spencer Dinwiddie story. It's not that good.
2: Oh, I heard you were gonna say, it, and then you made fun of Spencer, and then you got no. it kicked and out. We,
1: and, and then we chilled, me and Spencer. We smoked a bun outside. It was fun, <laughs> Charlie. What about you? The family we... show, Kev. Yeah, sorry. We actually just had some popcorn in it, but uh, Charlie, what are your what are your thoughts on uh, any other surprises in the East?
0: So obviously, we've been chatting. Lamelo Ball's a walking dime. Love watching dime. him play. Love watching him sling the ball around all over one handed. It's fucking incredible. Uh, and also, too, I'm really curious to know. And we, look, we haven't talked about them at all. And I'm really curious to hear you guys' opinions on the Celtics so far this season. Really up and down from them. Weird, weird team this year. Uh, just in general, so I'm curious to see over the next couple of weeks what happens with them, uh, whether they go on a little win streak, a little losing streak. Because look, they went to the Eastern Conference Finals last year, uh, yeah. lost to the Heat. Heat are looking a little struggleish, a little sluggish starting off again this year. Low break, short break for them. So I'm curious to see what happens with the Celtics over the next couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, I, I agree there. Like, a couple, just my two points on the Celtics are. Jason Tatum is a stud, dude. Just a, he's just a baller. I mean, he. I think he's got potential to be like a top five player in this league. People give him the credit for it. And my second point is, I don't think Kevin Walker is a fit in in Boston. That's just me. Easy. What are your thoughts on the Celtics?
2: Um, <clears throat> yeah, just un- unbelievable. Tatum, how do you hit, hit? I'm tired of just Boston teams. Fuck off already. But yeah. You hit on, on Jalen Brown. You hit on Marcus Smart. You hit on Tatum. Like enough already.
1: Can You guys have like a. Can you sprinkle in a Frankie Smokes every now and then?
2: Yeah, exactly. Fucking Ronaldo Balkman. Give me every once in a while. The <laughs> bum,
1: please. Oh man, he was a steal in the second round. Easy, he don't don't blast Ronaldo Balkman's name.
2: He went before Rondo. That's true.
1: Oh man. Um my quick point about a team, a surprising team in the east is the Raptors. I think they're off to a really bad start. Uh it seems like there's some stuff going on with uh Siakam and Daryl Nurse. Or Nick Nurse, I should say. Um I don't know, they're off to a slow start. They gave Fred Van Fleet all that money, which probably was a smart uh idea because it looks like Mike Lowry can't play ball anymore.
2: Dude, he's old.
0: He's fucking
1: old. Yeah. Yeah, he's, like, yeah, he's old that I man. I think he it looks like he's lost a step.
0: Also, too, Fred Van Fleet and Kyle Lowry, the two shortest guard two shortest guards in the NBA, and they play together. Nice. Not good. Not good.
1: Yeah. All right, let's flip it on over to the West. Where do you guys want to start here, Charlie? Where Where do you want to go with the West here?
0: Oh let's take it to the desert, baby. Straight to Talking Stick Arena, Phoenix Sun. Ah, I'm loving it, fellas. I'm loving it. Jay Crowder, 3 and D, baby. Aiton, D Booker. I'm loving it. Bridges is playing well. CP3, point God. I'm telling you, Phoenix is back. I'm always happy when there's ball in the desert. Love watching their games. Love watch. Love, love their jersey combinations this year. They got some fly ass colors this year.
1: Fly colors. Fly always colors. Good colors.
0: Yeah, I'm into this. I'm. It's a suns year. It's suns year this year.
1: I like it. I like that point. I like to start off there because I'm the same way. I, I love this team for some reason. I like watching them every time you, you see their court. You like I don't know, just cool. Like, their court has always been. I yeah. personally one of the nicest courts. In the NBA, it's just like fun to like watch a basketball game there, especially when they have those dope purple jerseys running around. Yeah. But my point on them is, I think they found their third their third player here. You know, they have CP3, obviously. They have Booker. Sorry, they have eight and two, but their fourth player, like a guy that could come off the bench for them or the start for them, who's having a real nice year, is Mikael Bridges. That dude Agreed. can do just about anything on the court. I think he's an X factor for them. Agreed. I, see, I definitely see them making the playoffs this year, and I'm happy for them. Easy. What are your thoughts on this team?
2: Dude, the CP3 effect. It's insane. Like, yeah. at this age, putting up the numbers and influencing a game and a whole team, and it's just like. You saw it, and I mean, everyone wrote him off after he got hurt in the Houston series, first Golden State. You're like, all right, another hamstring, another Chris Paul choke job, or another, like, you know, something where he messed up in the playoffs. Leads the comeback Thunder team. You're like, all right, is he going to do this again? And he's like 35, 36. And then he just does it again. It's still yeah. early, but it's, like it, it's, it's an instant change. I mean, the Suns were that team in the bubble that went undefeated. So they, they were a great common pot. But you could just see they're, they're just a way better team.
1: Agreed. But, like, one potential problem I do see with that team is, like, when is Devin Booker just going to kind of be like, oh, like, I want to take over again? Because yeah. I do feel – I mean, he's having some good games. But I definitely think he's taking a bit more of a backseat right now. Charlie, what are you thinking with Devin Booker? you think the Kentucky kind had him and he's going to want the ball and cause a little bit of a disruption?
0: Yeah, it's a great point considering the fact that, like, in years past, he was pretty much their only scoring option. So a guy yeah. could literally just chuck it up and score 80 points in a game or 60 <laughs> points in a game because they literally had nobody else to score the ball. Now they have to share the bucket – CP three is running the offense and it's a totally different scheme and offense that they're running. So I think it's going to actually maybe be a good thing for Booker in terms of understanding you know more of what the team atmosphere and the team ball is like. I do think, though, that they are going to need him in the playoffs, and they're going to need to maximize him in the playoffs. I'd be curious to see the offense that they have now and in the regular season versus the offense they have in the playoffs because I think that playoffs A – you have teams that are obviously going to defend both, but I think you also have ways to create matchup issues and, and actually get him looks. So I'm curious to see what they do in the playoffs with him, but you do bring up a good point, man, that I do think he could get a little antsy. He could get a little selfish and literally just sort of go a little rogue, but I think it'll be good from him just in terms of balancing and, and obviously learning from Chris Paul.
1: For sure. For sure. One uh, definitely wanted to touch upon here. Uh, is the Golden State Warriors? I mean, talking okay. about it. Steph Curry is just back to being Steph Curry. He's averaging like thirty-two a game. But I mean, they got off to that slow start. They're kind of heating up now. Easy, what team do you think this is? You think they're going to be good this year, or you think they're going to be kind of towards that top five?
2: I think they're going to be all right. I think uh, Draymond was out in, in the beginning of the year. He came back, and he's not Draymond of old, but he's not bad. He's playmaking. He's running the defense. You, you, all you do is there's no fans. So all you do is hear him screaming every game. Um, really like Wobble uh, Weissman. Like the guy could shoot. Dude, he's good. He's got shots runs the floor, throws one down. You're like, holy shit.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, I don't know if he's that like a superstar, but like sometimes when you have Steph Curry, you just need a kick-ass player alongside, you know, um, once they figure that out, I don't think Ubre's is going to be 0% from three the whole year. Like he was, to sucks. He
1: sucks. Dude, he's, to shoot. No, Dude, he's I-
2: overrated. I think. I like him, man. He hit four threes last night and started blowing kisses at the bench. Like that's that's me yeah. the
1: I love it. That is you. You're going for like your first threes and then hitting four in a row and all of a sudden you're fucking Reggie Miller. Dude, I'm I'm
2: doing the three against the head. I'm screaming at the bench. I love it.
1: The, uh, yeah, I mean, about, you know, they have some pieces there, right? They have like Wiggins who. I don't know, did, He's a bum who sucks. sucks. I can't. I can't. He's a bum who sucks. I mentioned the name, but uh, my bad, fellas. But <laughs> I don't. I, I, do, <laughs> I do think that they're missing. Like they, they, do miss Clayton, right? Like I think that he's more of like that heart and soul player for them. Yeah. Which like, yeah. they're bench like with like that guy Pascal and these other guys like I don't see actually don't see them making the playoffs call me crazy Charlie what are your thoughts on this squad
0: yeah I mean I'm actually I'm partial I I used to always watch their games when Durant was there I always thought they were a fun team to watch Uh, I actually went to a Warriors game out at Oracle a couple years ago which was a playoff game which was shitload of fun actually um I think Draymond coming back to this team is the most critical thing. Draymond is like the literal drumbeat for this team. I think Draymond coming back. I think Draymond can facilitate. He can rebound. He's not the scorer that he was four or five years ago, he can occasionally shoot the three. He doesn't go his rogue quite as much on offense. Oubre yeah, he's he can shoot the three sometimes. I do like his swag, but the guy can also literally go zero for ten and completely fucking suck, and he's sitting on the bench because Steve Kerr can't play him. Wiggins sucks. Weissman is a revelation, though. That guy is awesome. Give him a little bit of time. I think he's going to gel really well with Steph. But I do miss Clay on this team. I think if Clay was on this team, combination with Weissman, Steph Curry's in his bag right now. They're a bubble team for me right now in the playoffs.
1: Okay. I, I got to piggyback on the Kelly Oubre talk because, man, I think, like, when he's playing really bad, it's almost like watching, like, Javel McGee when he had a game because, like, when one thing wrong, goes wrong, then, like, everything goes wrong for their game. Like, Uber was missing threes. He was, like, the ball hit him in the head a couple of times. He can't dribble. It feels like all of his basketball powers go away. But uh, I guess he's got stuff, so that's something easy. What uh, what team are you looking at in the Western comes good
2: or bad? So hold on before before we go there. Yeah, it, I'm gonna do like the ESPN like talking head thing. Okay. So all anyone does is give shit to LeBron, right? LeBron should bring a team to the playoffs. He's that good. This and that. If the Warriors miss the playoffs this year, does Steph take a hit? Like, should Steph alone bring them into the playoffs? I guess that's I the question. So.
1: He yeah, I, I, yeah. Got the shoe contract of someone that shouldn't be able to.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's, he, he's got to shoot lights out like he has been every night to give them to put them in position to win because they're not going to get the three point shooting like they can get from Clay or from Durant. It's so hit or miss with who they have on the team, so he's got to be on point every night.
1: That's a really good point, Easy. Like, I'm like about that right now. Like, this dude is like every every like little kid loves him. Like, basketball has changed wow. because of him, and like the three point shot like becoming more prevalent. But it's something to think about, right? If they don't make the playoffs, like, why does he? He not catch heat, right? Like LeBron catches heat for like, yeah, perfect. yeah. yeah perfect. And this guy Seth Curry's just gonna skate by if he doesn't make the playoffs. Like, I don't know. That's a, that's a really good point, though.
2: But one one team, one another specific player, I want to just shit on, and we I usually know. do it normally. But fuck the Clippers, fuck Paul George. Fuck their record. Fuck my Lou. Enough already.
0: You don't like regular season (laughs) P?
2: Dude, this is what it is. It's the same shit every year. I'm going to put up all these numbers. He's going to tell everyone that he was an MVP, even though he finished in top three in the voting. Like, Get the fuck out of here, dude. Yeah, I'm just not. I don't
1: know. I, I never really was a Clippers guy. They're just, they're, they're second fiddle. They'll always be second fiddle. I, don't I don't guess they're anymore.
0: Like talking about anymore. 100% agreed. I agree. Fuck Ty Lu. I was so happy. I could, actually couldn't believe it. We were in the group chat when the, we were getting blown out by the Mavericks. I was like, is this even real? They were losing yeah. 80 to 20 at, the, in that, at halftime. Yeah.
1: The nope. Mavericks this year, too. That's not good.
0: Honestly, though, I mean, Paul George has been their best player. Kawhi has not even been that good for them this year. Dude, what was that mask? I know, it looks like <laughs> no, it's so ridiculous. He's such a weird – Kawhi's such a weirdo. I'm, like, I'm over him.
1: Yeah, he's
2: a weirdo. Post-game, after he wore the mask, like, he, like, he made a joke. They, were, they said something about Ibaka, and Ibaka was the dude who elbowed him. And he's like, yeah, well, you know, Ibaka's on the trading block.
1: Oh yeah,
2: <laughs> you no. Know, like he's so weird. There's no delivery. Like he doesn't set it up properly. So everyone's just like, "Wait,
1: what?" <laughs> everyone's sitting there, probably like, "Yo, Amaka's really on the trade block." They got, <laughs> <I> got <laughs> stories about it. <laughs> I can't tell if he's joking or not. Also, yeah, too, like look-
0: he lives in San Diego and he plays in LA. That's got to be fucking weird. Doing the oh, Philip yeah. River.
1: It's a three-hour drive. Jesus, dude. Like, you like, go to San Diego? Like,
0: I don't know, man. I'm playing in L.A. Clippers. I'm going to be in L.A.
1: Yeah, you saw with the Clippers, Los Angeles Clippers, man. It's not the Lakers, oh, yeah. but it's pretty close.
2: Yeah. Get an apartment, dude. Yeah. yeah.
1: Get a house in the hills like
2: every other celeb. Like, live in, live in San Diego. No problem. Get a fucking apartment in L.A. You're loaded.
1: Apartment? Get a beach house. Well, you know, like, come on, man. Yeah, because they actually play in,
0: like, South L.A. I think it's actually closer to the beach even than, like, Staples Center in downtown L.A. Yeah.
1: What a dummy. That just makes me hate the Clippers even more. But uh, one team I did want to see what you guys thoughts were, uh, the Houston Rockets. I know we mentioned Harden before. But the rest of the team's kinda of like like kind of funny good. But uh, Charlie, what are your thoughts on this team?
0: Yeah, I mean we were talking about John Wall earlier. John Wall's actually playing pretty well this season. Just saw Boogie got the technical double tech in the first ejection of the NBA season the other Whoa, night. Let's go. Boogie bo- Boogie's back. Boogie's back. Uh, He actually shoved another Kentucky player, Willie Cauley-Stein, which is pretty hilarious. I would actually would have loved to have seen them fight. Willie Cauley-Stein is in the running for the best tattoo game in the league, by the way. Guys got crazy tats everywhere. Um, But, no, and then also, too, I mean, they've got some really good role players as well coming off the bench um, in terms of who they have that they picked up in the offseason as well. Um, I'm still interested to see what happens, though, as we were talking about with James Harden. Did he gain weight too? Is it just me? Like I thought that guy was always known to be like in incredibly good shape. I feel like he reported to camp like very not in good shape. I don't he looked know, like a
1: whale. whale. He all looked right? tremendous. Yeah, wait, Harden? Yeah, yeah, dude, horrible. Like, like he I mean, just
0: said, "Fuck it." Huh? What happened? I mean, I know he was like partying all summer, but and all off season, but damn. Well that's what happened.
1: <laughs> yeah. Basically none of the days. But you one of the guys you gotta bring up is Christian Wood, right? Everybody yeah. would have like not everybody, but some teams were going after him in the offseason. Dude's averaging like 23. It yeah. Looks like a ball. He's a player. Yeah. I, I, that's what I like about the team. In my eyes, I honestly think this is one of the best Houston Rockets lineups in like a very long yeah. time. Whoa. Jim, he's, what do you think? Uh,
2: I, I mean, I think we got to see it, like, for a little bit longer. Um, yeah. John Wall is fucking jacked. Yeah, he is. Uh, it's, it's really fun seeing him, like, run from one end to the court to the other and, like, warp speed again. Uh, Christian Woods a baller. I think, Bo- like, Boogie can be a really good player. He has been a really good player. It sucks to see him with cement shoes on, like doing yeah. stuff. But like he's still did, he's still doing stuff, so you gotta give him credit. Um I don't know. I hope I hope they could be good, but then there's a part of me that's just like fuck Harden and fuck this whole like him showing up fat. Like, dude, he is noticeably like fat.
1: Yeah.
2: Like belly fat. Like, there's some pictures on on Twitter that are just like,
0: Jesus. I do have to say I am trying to be friends with him. Uh, one of the rappers, Lil Baby, he's friends with. Apparently, James Harden showed up to his birthday party in Las Vegas with a Louis Vuitton backpack filled with 350 grand in cash and jewelry. Oh that was his. I heard that. Yeah, yeah. He showed up literally with the backpack and just tossed the dude the backpack and was like, "Here you go." And the guy opened it up and it was just filled with cat wads of money and jewelry.
1: <laughs> I said that. I want to be friends with James Horn too. Like, let's go. <laughs> yeah, maybe we're going about this all wrong. Yeah, I'll eat cheers with you. I'll get fat with you at the strip clubs.
2: Dude, I would be the best, like, pro athlete friend ever. Yeah. What'd you do?
1: What do you have to offer?
2: Con- Unconditional support. <laughs> and just consistently always ready to just, yeah, you want it? Let's go fuck shit up. I'm down.
1: I feel like that's all you need. So you're saying, like, like, like turtle from entourage, really? That would be you? Pretty much. Or,
2: or do you ever see ballers in and out just finished ballers, but Ricky Jarrett's friend, TDD. That's me. Always smoking, always ready to gas you up and just,
0: yeah, dog. I'm in.
1: <laughs> right. So there's your application to become James Harden's new best friend. That's it.
2: With three words <laughs> or four words. Yeah, dog. I'm in, I'll, I'm gas in. I'll, ga-
1: I'll gas you up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll gas you up. I'll you up like a Chevy boy. Charlie, what do you feel? <laughs> oh geez, like a turn, but uh I got Charlie, sexual got, yeah, big time. um the other teams that you know the east east Coast, West coast, whatever you want, anything else you got. Yeah,
0: I think we got to give a shout out to to Jokic, man. I mean, guys always guys always been a good player leading. I think he's leading the league in assists right now. I think he's averaging 12 and a half assists a game. Could a big man win the MVP this year? First time since Shaquille O'Neal 2000, Ooh. 20 years wow. last time a, a big man has won the MVP. Does Jokic win it this year?
1: He's looking slim, thick. He's just—he's got it going on right Lost now. Lost that man. weight. Lost
0: that weight. I'm waiting for one of his fever blisters to appear, and then you're just like, oh, like I don't even—I can't ima- I couldn't imagine guarding oh. that guy. But, yeah. Right? Uh, but yeah, no, he's having a hell of a season. Um, I think he's a player to watch for the MVP, um, and I've been really impressed with him thus far.
1: MVP talk already. Let's go. Easy, how you ending this episode off? What do you got?
2: Is Luca gonna be the best fucking basketball player of all time?
1: He's a yeah. G I, I'm kinda of happy that I live so close so I won't be able to. Where's again. Porzingis? Yeah. Fuck that guy. Yeah, that's true. I, that's what I, I was gonna end it off. Damn it, Charlie. But yeah, there goes Porzingis. Um where is he? Where is the dude? Maybe that trade isn't looks like it's a wash for both of us, except they spent like seventy million dollars on
0: theirs. Must be posting videos on Instagram of lifting weights. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Those two pound dumbbells he's fucking going up with. Oh my goodness. Boys, it was a great episode. Let's let's do it again, Nick. Hopefully we'll have some more Nick's W's to talk about. Let's go,
0: fellas. Enjoy the basketball. Take care.